This episode is brought to you by Derma RX Signature. Love the skin you're in. Ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to The Young God, a podcast for gods. And I'm your host, Rodney Amorgashi. As you very well know, it's hard out here being a woman especially a woman from northern Nigeria. The odds are just not in your favor. And my guest today knows all about that. She's a medical... She's a... Okay, this is a mouthful. She's a medical aesthetician. And she's also the CEO of Derma RX Signature, who happens to be a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, Derma RX has been gracious enough to support the show. And I need you guys to show your appreciation by checking out their page on IG at DermaRxSignature. One word. And maybe check out their spa if you're in Abuja. My guest today is Ahlam Bashir. And boy, does she have a lot on her mind. First of all, as a skincare specialist, she addressed the notorious bleaching trend. I had questions and she gave answers. Then we went on to the topic of the sh- of the day. You know, being an independent woman from northern Nigeria and the challenges that come with that. If you're familiar, the most important thing to northerners as it relates to women is marriage. And anything that makes marriage not to happen is frowned upon. So Athlam shared how being a businesswoman from the north has scared men away, including her current baby, Derma Arex. She told me the story of how a guy she was seeing at the time walked away after visiting her spa. Understand, people. Ahlam is a babe. Respectfully speaking, of course. Any man would be lucky to have her, but her ambition is as good as having a big scar across her face. And despite all the challenges, Ahlam is still focused on looking forward to what the future brings and she determined to put her to put behind her all the family and, and relatives that discourage her from being an entrepreneur. Listen to her tell it after the break. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, we started already. Sorry. Yes, yes, we've started. <laughs> okay. We're on the Young God Pod, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. She's sitting right in front of me here in the CF1 Cafe. Uh, okay. She's got her turban up. Okay. Yeah, silver tooth right there, so I love it. Um, she's looking comfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss. Ahlam Bashir. Did I say that right? Yes, very correct. Very correct. Uh-huh. I try, I try. Yes. you didn't model my name with Alam. Alam. Yeah, people, I, I did that at first when we first met, remember? Yep, 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 But sure. I've learned, I'm a fast learner. Yeah. Yes, and you I make, I make sure whenever we talk on the phone to say it. Correctly. So that I get used to it, you guess. That's so, really cool. That's what's up. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
And for those of you who are listening, uh, you'd be pleased to know that she is the one who has graciously given guests and a lucky listener that 30,000 naira gift voucher. Yeah, she's the CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Of Derma Prescription Signature. Derma RX Signature. Derma RX Signature. And please, let's give a round of applause. No, thank you for joining me. So, um, where do we begin? Like, what's who, who's 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 Athlam? You know. Well, tell us, tell us, tell those who are listening what a young woman such as yourself is doing in the skincare industry. Would you say you're a dermatologist? Um, no. No. So, no. what are you? A medical esthetician. So it's okay. more like a branch yeah. of dermatology, but in that. In this case, you don't have to be a medical doctor to be a medical esthetician. Mostly once you're in a science background, especially medical sciences, Mm -hmm. you can study, go for courses, trainings to be qualified and certified as an esthetician. So So uh, yes, I'm a certified esthetician. Okay. And how many trainings have you done? I really cannot count because so many. many, You were talking of over 30, over 40 courses. Oh, wow. Because the training continues. Like, you have to keep training. You have to, well, be informed and knowledgeable about new technology. So, it just never stops, Mm. generally. So, so, but, but why skin? Of all the things you could do in this world, why did you decide to choose, okay, I'm going to master the human skin? Uh, so growing up, to be fair, okay. I've come across a lot of products which some have used mm. and uh, some of them actually even bleached my skin. Mm. So bleaching has never been a thing for me. And I feel a lot of people just buy creams over the counter mm. without even knowing the harmful ingredients, without knowing the consequence of using that product. So... Because I love my, I've always loved my skin growing up. Mm. I felt, okay, how about I just go deep into uh, this field and see how I can transform or inform more people about healthy choices. Mm. That's basically how it started. Okay. And now you have a company, a full on like space mm-hmm. where you have people come in and, you know, get their skin fixed. Yeah, so I have a company where you can come in and get it fixed. And I have another one that uh, strictly is into distributorship of okay. medical-grade skincare. So in as much as I want you to come in and get your skin fixed, I can meet everybody. Yeah. So I decided to branch up and open a company where I can import safe skincare treatments or skincare products that everyone can use. So that way I reach more people. Wow. So being a, a, a career woman, a businesswoman, how yeah. has that like changed your life? You know, what's, I know it's a gift and a curse. People, you know what I say? I say like entrepreneurship, right? It's like mm-hmm. riding a lion, right? People see on the line like, oh, wow, you're a lion. Congrats. Well done. You're so brave. <laughs> True. But you on the lion, you're like terrified. You have no idea. What am I doing? On a fucking lion, you get true. So, what's the gift and the curse for you? Like, what have you, what have you gained, and what have you lost by pursuing your your dreams full on? I feel um, 
pursuing my dreams in the first place uh, actually made me feel fulfilled. Mm. Like I can be important in an aspect where where I come from, I can hardly say I know a lot of estheticians from my place, mm. which breaks my heart because I feel we can do a lot more. We have a lot of quackery around us. Uh, a lot of people who pose as skin specialists or sometimes they even call themselves skin doctors. You know what I saw? Did you see that the video? skin peeling. That skin peeling or that one where they were like putting someone inside for like their catfish. I think I was, I was tagged by over 80 people. Trust me. The video was sent to my page and at some point I didn't even want to comment but I'm glad I think the government responded to that i think navdak had to read her store and they seized everything in the store that was the last we had of the case so we don't know what they'll do afterwards hopefully they take it to the finish because that is very dangerous that is a very dangerous procedure yeah it is who even thinks of these things you'll be <laughs> surprised how many people were willing to actually patronize that business even though they know what can come out of it mm. they just don't care as long as they become white or whatever it is that so, gives them as a woman right yourself mm -hmm. as a and as a skin scare um, I said skin scare <laughs> <laughs> and i said scare maybe because of yeah, what we're the, talking about yeah, just now true. it's scary as hell but mm -hmm. as a woman and, and as a skin care uh, specialist what do you think is the, is the is the rationale behind skin bleaching that a lot of women would, a lot of women would go to such lengths to put themselves at risk yeah like what do you what, what do you think makes forgive me if i say one it's stupidity okay because i feel you should love yourself irrespective of your skin color. You should love your skin. Mm. Um, before now, I will tell you it's uh, ignorance. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people that are into skin bleaching actually know the consequence now. Mm. Uh, thirdly, I feel it's just the need for them to turn white based on what they see on TV. I don't know if they're internally depressed. Mm. I, I think we need a psychologist to actually... But generally, I just feel it's very unnecessary to have to go through that just to... I've had an issue where mm. uh, I had a client who has been bleaching for over 30 years. She's an elderly woman. And um, she walked into my place and... She was asking how we could fix. So let's bear in mind that she had her skin greenish and grayish already. Oh. Yes, this is like literally a green looking skin or partially gray and partially green. It was that horrible. Mm. So after thorough uh, discussion with her, we built a history of having bleached her skin for over 30 years and I initially thought she only had a certain skin condition, but somehow I just felt the need to send her to a doctor just to run some tests. And guess what they found out? She was having kidney issues. 
due to overabsorption of steroids. Oh. Yes. And when the results were out, she brought it back to me and I told her, well, this is the findings. And she's like, okay, she needs to fix her skin. What do we need to do? And I told her first, she has to stop using those products. And she's like, she can't. Because she's been using it for over 30 years. And now people will think she probably has cancer or AIDS. So I feel some people are so attached to skin bleaching that they just cannot afford to stop after so many years which is really heartbreaking but you know at first i used to think it was one of those things that women do to to attract men you get but then mm-hmm. i found out that a lot of the women who bleach it, it's not even they don't even care about men Exactly. It's just their own personal, like, view of themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if, if it makes it better or sadder. I don't know, but it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's really sad. I'm. I'm all about advocating doing what makes you happy. Mm. But if what makes you happy will cause you a long-term uh, health risk. Uh, risk, then I feel that shouldn't be what should make you happy in the first place but you can you can really influence everyone to stop bleaching that is going to be very difficult i think it's going to be difficult but it's possible it's, it's the same way we're able to like for example there's a time when smoking was as common as you know pure water sure you know but then because of campaigns in the media you know smoking is bad for you over time it kind of sensitized people a little bit a lot actually people that stop smoking in fact you see people you are guilted into like wanting to quit or they will now um stick to nicotine gums or nicotine patches like in general the, the, the society is like very against smoking that's why we have spaces where they say you can't smoke inside here you yeah. can't smoke on planes. Do you know that there's a time you can smoke on planes? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So by limiting the spaces that you can smoke, yeah. smoking has become less problematic. Or you look at um, drink driving. Sure. There's a time when it was a normal thing. So take that for example. Everyone knows you could actually have an accident mm. when you drink and drive. But people still did that back in the day. Well, people still do it a little bit. Yeah, but it's down as yeah, opposed to. So, so I think um, it's just that in Nigeria, mm-hmm. we don't have that kind of creative juice to create a campaign that would put I the feel, messages. I feel with skincare, it's not just the campaign. Think about it. Even if you campaign against skin bleaching and the government still allows these products to be shipped into the country mm. there's literally little you can do to stop it there are some countries where you go hydroquinone is banned and there are regulations mm. that would actually close down businesses even prosecute you but in this country well i know we have bodies that should do that but the regulation is so poor that 
you can get away with everything and that is really slowing down any process yeah yeah i think i think it still goes back to the same thing mm -hmm. I, I, I was saying you know yeah. like cigarettes are not exactly banned yeah you know but instead of trying to ban the product it's more like let's educate people so they can make better decisions so a lot of people women, women for example this woman has been bleaching for 30 plus years mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that in the beginning there was not enough information for her to really make a decision all she knew was that oh this is going to make my skin lighter and then she just got addicted to it and then she can't do without it but i feel like now that there's so much you know awareness. stigma and awareness people are, young girls think twice before they go into it it's mostly all these older ladies now that have been doing it forever that are feeling the pain now so i think it's just a matter of a continuous from people like yourselves who are experts just continuously just poking that bear skin bleaching is is bad it's unhealthy just whenever you have the opportunity like now people are gonna are gonna listen to this and they're gonna you know hear an actual specialist who works with all kinds of skin conditions all day speaking about it so um i think that's really it you know the the, the, the what breaks my heart even more now even in pharmacies you would find bleaching products oh yeah so because there's a market there's a market for it they also sell it yeah so i feel it's not just the government when i say the government i mean bodies under okay, yeah, like yeah, the government yeah. of like the pharmaceutical government now yeah. that's what i'm talking about like they have a body yes they do those bodies that yes yeah, so yeah. they should work when i'm talking about skincare there are different bodies for dermatologists for estheticians generally for cosmetics those are the bodies i'm talking about before the government actually can take up on anything yeah what about safe bleaching like if, you, if someone really 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 wanted to bleach for any reason even if it's just a little bit at least there has, there has to be a safe exactly. alternative that There's, you know of. so we, we shouldn't call that ble yeah it's bleaching the skin but when it's safe now it's controlled mm. there's a maximum quantity of a certain ingredient that you can use on your skin mm. for a certain period of time mm. and then you need to give your skin a break and then you can continue oh, afterwards right, right, so but when right. you just use steroids mm. back to back then mm. okay yeah, yeah it's yeah. more money for the estheticians i won't lie but trust me the amount of uh risk involved is not worth the stress at all mm -hmm. so we would rather not have that kind of yeah exactly so as a god i have routines that help me be psychologically better stronger and faster but have you seen my skin it is as clear as my mind and my skincare routine is a combination of self-love and Derma RX signature. Derma RX is a molecular spa right here in Abuja that offers a range of skincare services and products. They offer what I like to call bespoke skincare, which means that your skin is treated as one of one. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. You have unique needs as an individual and so does your skin. I've experienced their services and it works, but more than anything, I really felt taken care of by their staff during my session. That matters to me more than anything. 
I recommend you check them out on IG at DermaRx Signatures. One word. That's D-E-R-M-A-R-X Signatures. Tell them Rodney sent you for a discount. Services are by appointment only. So, um, being a lady from the north. Oh, well, you know I'm from the north now. I know you're from the north now. Oh, yeah. Just from the name. <laughs> you know, just from the name. People from Enugu don't have that name or cross Oh, sure, no. Okay. Oh, no. Fair People from Enugu, huh? You <laughs> 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 do not. But yeah, uh, as, as a northerner, um, how has being an independent woman, like, shaped your life like how's that affected it hmm. if we have northerners listening i'm sure they know there is no such thing as an independent woman in the north hmm. people don't even like the word independent well <laughs> <laughs> i can see you're yeah. finding it hard to exactly because trust this. me it's it's been very difficult because mm. i feel as women we have to we need to fight for everything we want to be mm. talk about gender equality in the country you have to fight for it talk about sexual harassment we need to fight for it talk about involvement in governments we need to fight for it so i feel women feel they need to well it's a necessity now you need to fight for survival mm. that's how the country has become yeah. to be fair so um it's been a crazy ride from family to friends to people around you they just don't like you being independent at all to be honest i have quite a number of interesting stories please share that's why you're on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe space okay where do we start from okay trust me i don't even know which part to start from to be honest start from the 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 fashion something happened something happened with your fashion business right mm-hmm. that you had to quit it Yeah because I feel if you're if well for me if I'm doing something I feel I should do it well. So starting up a fashion line was easy because well you know what the the family will say oh yeah it's just a tailoring business mm-hmm. you know she's going to the shop and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I wanted to expand it was so difficult because Well as it was put mm. I shouldn't scare the men mm. because I actually wanted but I don't even know why they feel I wanted to scare men away. You know it's really not easy to be 30 and not married in the north because yeah. they feel you're 98. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz now once you meet anyone is if I can say it in Hausa, your shenebiki and stuff like when when is your wedding when are we coming because they just feel you're not complete or they tell you things like you need to settle down mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in my head i always ask myself sometimes i ask the crazy aunties and uncles trust me i'm like why do they think i'm not settled 
the fact that I'm not married doesn't mean I'm not settled. It yeah. has nothing to do with marriage. In yeah. fact, most of the married people are unsettled, yeah. as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So uh, me being stopped from expanding actually made me lose interest because I feel then I would have to limit myself to what I do. Mm. I couldn't do fashion shows. I couldn't even open like a bigger store that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I felt, okay, for now, let me just put it on hold and focus on my profession. Yeah. So I um, went back to school, did a lot of courses, got my certification and uh, yeah started Dharma RX. Well, Dharma RX. That is another story on its own. Yeah. So, well, to be fair, when I started Dharma RX, I didn't even make it public because I didn't want so many tension in my head. But of course, even the the walls have ears, right? So, well, first, it went from losing a relationship to getting ambushed. I call it ambush. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, at that time, I, I was in a relationship. I think most of my relationships have been distant, to be fair. So we've been talking, yeah, we've seen each other not in Nigeria, because at that time, I was in France. Yeah. And uh, he was in London, so... We've met, of course, but ne we've never met in Nigeria. We're both Nigerians, yeah. but we've just never met in Nigeria since we are almost always away. Yeah. So the first time I was in Nigeria and he happened to also be in the country, he came over and that was the last I had of him, to be fair. Well, he came to my office, so... In my mind, I thought probably him not growing up in the north or not growing up in the country will make him a bit enlightened about having to deal with an enterprising woman. Yeah. I don't know if that's not the case. I'm still a bit confused about that. Or enlightenment is just about the person, not where the person grew up. Mm -hmm. I think something of that. But yeah, he disappeared. Wait, so he came to your... Your establishment, your office, your place of business. So what you we were doing. We had a chat. Saw what I was doing and that was the end of it. You never saw him again? No. Oh, not until years after. I mean, you never heard of, from him again? No. He so wasn't from picking your calls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this might really sound crazy, but he literally blocked my number. So yeah, I could buy. We have like some friends in common. So yeah. when I just inquired if then the kidnapping case was so rampant, mm. it was more or less he felt he couldn't handle me because uh, I'm like too independent. Uh, first of all, he has complained. I've never asked him for money. We should make him happy. I feel if I'm a guy, I wouldn't want my girl to be asking me for things around. Mm -mm -mm -mm. But he felt, maybe he felt, well, that was how he put our pompous, but it, it, it's never that. I bet it wasn't that. I, I feel if you want to gift me, that's totally okay. I love gifts, you mm. know, like I love to unwrap and smile and jiggle and stuff. But I find it very hard to 
make such requests mm-hmm. one because i can afford to do it on my own yes that's that i'm so proud of and yeah. i'm so grateful to god for yeah because i have a supportive system mm-hmm. around me that i get things done so yeah. i don't need to ask my boyfriends for anything thank yeah. god yeah. uh secondly well i don't even know if that's a second or third now i'm losing count but the general idea is he felt i was too established for him to be able to control yeah so i need the audience actually to answer this question why do men always feel the need to have that control over your life yeah. why is it so maybe you should answer that for <laughs> us why is it so necessary It's there. There's so many, so many reasons, and it goes. But you know what? The first thing I'll say is, in the past twenty, fifty years, mm-hmm. women have evolved mm-hmm. at a very, very fast rate mm-hmm. compared to men. Do you get? Yeah. So imagine, and, and this is where the battle of the sexes really comes to a. To, to a head is that we have one gender mm-hmm. that has evolved grown they see the way they see themselves and see the world has changed in the last 50 years true and then the other gender that the way they see the world has been the same in the last 50 years so when you say the other gender now are you referring to, to men, men? Okay. yes so we'll be clear you yes know, I don't yes want women have 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 grown you know they have in the last 50 years women have been able to, or yeah, 50, 60, 70 years, women have been able to vote, drive, um, go to work, you know, enter spaces that they would normally have not been able to. But men have, they've always, you know, had the bar where it was. Exactly. Because I feel like in the North, mm. your husband can just decide he doesn't want you to walk. Yeah. And trust me, that has, because people have always um, confused culture and religion. That has nothing to do with Islam. You stopping your wife from going to school, Mm. that is anti-Islam actually, because Mm. in Islam we're meant to, well, we are thought to actually seek knowledge no matter how far Mm. it is. Because even like even in the Quran, what 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 was um, attached to seeking knowledge is China. Like mm. y- you can go as far as China to seek for knowledge. Mm. So I don't know where our men got the idea of you have the right to stop your wife from going to school. That is not Islamic mm. at all. And um, well, I don't. I, I didn't mean to bring religion into it, but I feel the need to because, of course. like even in history, like the Islamic history, the Prophet Muhammad's wife Nana Khadija, she she actually was a businesswoman, mm. and it was part of her funds. I think it was even her funds that she donated for all the Islamic uh, advocations. So where did they get? women should stay at home i'm still i've spent my 30 years trying to understand that here's the thing right that idea that women should stay at home it was it was more a a matter of necessity than the necessity of control at first it was necessity of it just made sense in terms of okay um the way the world was back then right 
okay the way you guys made the world should we put it that way <laughs> i don't I, I don't know i don't know if it's the way we made the world but let's let's say it like this right mm-hmm. imagine a world that is not as certain as the way the world is right now you know there were so many like so many uncertainties so the way it worked was that we had a man who would go out there make the bread and we had a woman who would stay at home and take care of the kids so what it was was no yeah hold on hold on it was like a separation of powers that was necessary at the time okay do you get like the way the world was back then in terms of um resources were not immediately available um like cultures were still developing so it just made sense that while one person is out there you know getting the, the things to take care of the family someone else is growing the family raising the family but now as time as as society has evolved men saw it as a way to limit women it wasn't supposed to limit women it was supposed to just well, even if be you look at our cultural history yeah even back in the day mm-hmm. women still will go to the farm together with their husbands yeah. and all yeah. So I'm still trying to understand that concept because her going to the farm is actually bringing something to the table and she needs to cook the food and still make the babies and take care of the babies. Mm. So even at that time she was working because she was going to the farm. Yeah, but then it was still the family farm. Do you get? But now today women because the way the world is now, women can go as far as whatever. They don't have to be under the husband's charge. Remember, if you if you're working on the farm, you're still under the husband's shadow. Okay. Now. So the idea is to be under the man's shadow. No, no. That was that was the idea. That was not the idea at first. It was just to be a clear separation of roles so that families could grow. Mm. But with human beings, we take a good thing and we mess it up. We took marriage, we mess it up. Marriage on its own is, is perfect. It's supposed to be two people coming together to figure this life thing out. Start a family and, you know, grow. Same with love. Love is supposed to be like the highest form of emotion, you know, that a person can feel. But because human beings are imperfect, we're messed up, we're deeply flawed, we take a good thing and we mess it up. Look at Earth. Earth is perfect. It was given to us with everything we needed. And yeah. still, you put human beings in there, the whole thing is messed up. So the same thing happens with that, that separation of roles that was put in place early on. It was supposed to just help families um, survive. Because times are hard, but now that things have been easier, which is supposed to remove those rules, mm-hmm. men have now become now. We like it as it was. It was so convenient. You know, I, could, I knew where she was every time. She yeah. was mine. I could, you know, shape her in the image of my insecurities. Well, she's even if she's, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's just sad because I feel the problem always starts from the family. Hey, young gods. Some of you know me as the host of this great podcast, but what you may not know is that I'm the founder of a creative agency that develops and manages brands. It's called Avo Creative. We help businesses figure out what makes them unique, what sets them apart in the marketplace, and then we build a brand around that idea. Without a well-defined brand, you're just another business offering the same products and services in a crowded market. We're looking to work with ambitious entrepreneurs who want to take their businesses to the next level. What you're selling is dope. You know it. Your staff knows it. It's about time the world knew it too. Visit avocreativehouse.com to see how we roll. That's avocreativehouse.com. Get in touch and let us help you take things 
to the next level. If you're talking about gender equality now or talking about women, mm. even in the family units, there's always an issue with the woman. Yeah. I personally was ambushed by my by my family. Yeah, how so? Uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting deeper into this thing. Yeah? Come on. Let it out. Let it out. Yeah, so. Well, they feel by now I should be married. Yeah. That is like a standard. So, and since, well, they claim to be my family, because I don't see why my family, anyone who ambushes the other person should be an enemy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hope they'll be listening to this either ways and you should know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. You share to them on WhatsApp, don't worry. Ah, that might <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit tricky. Mm. But yeah, they had a well, they had a proposal for me. Well, it wasn't much of a proposal. They just found a husband for me. Mm. And they felt the need to impose marriage. Mm. Which I feel is so unnecessary. If I want to get married, I should be allowed to, you know, fall in love. Mm. If I don't even want to fall in love, at least I should be allowed to choose yeah. whom I want to spend my life with. Mm. But they having the feeling of, okay, obligation now to get the husband and tell me, okay, so now we've gotten a husband since you've refused now your work has taken over your life mm. you're trying to be opera of nigeria they literally put it that way oh wow yeah so, so condescending yes oh my gosh. so we've gotten someone for you mm. and well the wedding can be in fact next week if she wants <laughs> They really want you to be off and, yeah. their hands. And you know, because of this thing they call respect, they mm. feel the woman should not even have a say. Yeah. Like, okay, I should literally just listen and I'll be like, thank you very much for mm. your kind gesture. Mm. But I'm sorry, um, at that stage where, well, they can call it independent because that's what they call it. Mm. I know what I want. So I'm like, no, that's never going to happen. Like, I don't even know who he is and I really don't even care. Yeah. So they should pass him, they should just pass him on to the next candidate. Wish. Yeah. So, well, now I feel my family, well, my so-called uncles think, yeah, I'm actually too independent to be twisted. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really don't even understand now what independence is. Is it like a good thing? Or a bad thing. That's the thing. That's the the question, especially for a woman. Yeah, because if everyone thinks, okay, you're independent, I can't date you. Okay, you're too independent, I can't marry you. Okay, you're too independent, you need to get married. That is so discouraging because, trust me, even where I come from, I know a lot of women Mm. that have gone to school have their degrees, have their masters, but it's just their lying in a wardrobe or a mm. bedside drawer. Mm. Not because they don't have the passion for anything, but because they are not even allowed to explore that talent. Yeah. So they are first either forced into a marriage or they get married willingly 
and the husbands are not willing to be considerate. They just don't want them to work. They don't want them to open a business. They just keep them there. And in the end, trust me, right now I feel the North has the highest rate of divorce cases. Because a lot of times they go into that marriage without having a purpose for it. Mm. Or they just go into the marriage because everyone is getting married. And then once they're in there, they just find out, well, their life is on hold. Mm. They're missing a lot out there. They can't even meet their friends. Mm. Northern men can be very terrible. Mm. I'm sorry to say I'm from the north, mm. but I'm from Kano. And mm. the last man I want to marry on earth is a Kano man. Ooh. You heard yeah. it, guys. Stay away from her. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel they're still in that stone age. They feel they need to control, to generally control your life. I don't have an issue with having some sort of control because we all need control at some point. Mm. But I feel your family, your husband should be a companion, not a... Not a tyrant. Yes. Yeah. Like, they feel that you need to do... Like, you don't even have a say in your own home. Like, anything they say is final. That is so wrong. Are you, are you, so you're, you're, in a, you're in a place that is not suited to who you are. So maybe the problem is that, it's not that, I mean, they always be who they are, your family, your, the northerners, you know, maybe you need to maybe expand your own personal preference of what or who a partner can be. Does it have to be from the north? I've, trust me. Those who know me know that I don't even get want to get married to another now. Okay, okay. So, so um, growing up, I've never had northern friends. Mm. Most of my friends, that's why I went to Enugu Street. Mm, 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 Most mm, of mm, my mm. friends are Igbos from like Yorubas yeah. and all of that. So now I'm still trying to understand the northern circle okay 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 oh i see because I a lot see. of things i hear are strange mm. and i'm like oh wow mm, 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 do people mm. actually still think this way it's so strange to me and unfortunately i'm so core north that a lot of these decisions people make will either affect me or someone close to me mm. But I can't change it alone, you know, because it's a whole lot of work. It is, it is. Yeah, it is. so I, I, I sometimes, in fact, sometimes um, last month I was like, now do we even need to start a movement of no forceful marriage or no ambushing? Because I was this close to releasing a video talking about how your family push you into a forceful marriage. Must have been painful. Yeah, it was. It was really, I was really hard because. I'm betrayed. Yeah, I just feel, okay, if I got lucky, I'm strong enough to actually say no yeah. and overcome that for now. Mm. What about the million girls out there who first don't even own a business to support themselves, who yeah. are not even independent as the north we call it but are just reliant on their family for everything what happens to them 
Yeah. That means they'll be forced into this marriage and the next thing they have babies. Mm. You fight. Well, I've had a case where someone has six children with a man she doesn't love. And after, was it um, 22 years? She got divorced. She had only finished secondary school. Oh. She didn't have any source of income to go back to college and all of that. Where, do, where would she start from? So yeah. it's a whole lot of... And then tomorrow we keep complaining the economy is crashing uh, because we have so many people depending on one source. Yeah. How about yeah. you empower those women, allow them to do what they need to do? The world would have been a lot better. Like It would have been a better place, to be fair. Honestly, that is the truth. I feel like the world would be a better place as we allow more women to express themselves. I feel like like that's what we need more of now like men we have see finish what we don't know is what women are capable of we don't even truly know do you get yeah, but i feel the men are so scared of what that women the are capable of that so. is the thing you know and history has shown that societies that empower women do better families sure. do better people relationships do better just you look at you look at beyonce and jay-z for example mm-hmm. jay-z has clearly peaked he's a billionaire he has done everything he has do you get it? he has reached his peak but next to next to beyonce he looks like a kid because beyonce who has also been allowed to flourish mm-hmm. you don't know where her ceiling is every year she keeps pushing the That's limits true. expressing herself doing things that you're like oh my god i, I thought she was done but she's do you get you know, you look at Barack Obama and Michelle. Well, I've had this from my own um, extended family saying mm. uh, the man can go to school for you. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. Wow. Like if people in 2020, uh, 2019, I'm so eager to get to 2020, obviously. Mm. If people in 2019 are still mm. thinking that way, there is no future. Yeah. You know, there, there literally is no future. How mm. can you tell me my husband will go to school for me or he hey. would work on my behalf? It even hurts if it's a woman that said that. Well, unfortunately, it's a, a man. Okay. That's, if it's a man, I can understand. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, I don't know. So, I hope you haven't given up hope. I hope you haven't let all of that, like, deter you. Because you know what? Once you, once you give up, Trust me, I was a bit broken, but thank God, at least I'm talking about it. So that means at least I've moved past it. But that doesn't mean if I think about it, it still doesn't hurt me. Like, because mm. not it's not just a personal thing now. It's just a general phenomenon because I feel there's more than a thousand women out there who are going through the same thing and mm. they can do nothing about it yeah but it starts with you you know right it starts from the women today who are taking on the initial you know you know when you're on the front line of something it means that the first bullets hits you mm-hmm. in a war if you're on the front lines you're the people that get hit or die first mm-hmm. you know so basically as being one of the pioneers of women who are you know taking a stand who are being independent so to speak you're going to feel it the most. But what you're doing yeah. is 
you're paving the way for others. So I think that's a good way to see it. I think that can give you some peace. Yeah. It can give you some encouragement that that maybe it's not just all about you. Mm. By you speaking, doing what you're doing, by you running this business, by the time the business becomes everything it can become, mm. and then you know you're you're telling the story of of everything that's surrounded, not just the business, but you know the growing of it is going to change narratives that's the way i like to see these things and i can tell you that you're not alone even in my family as the eldest son mm-hmm. you know i'm also exp- i should be if you ask my dad or my mom now i should be married by now <laughs> you get like it's, it's it's every every body every institution every society has their own benchmarks and mm-hmm. when people like us challenge those those boundaries those barriers they feel we are threats yeah they feel we are threats we'll see we'll hear all kinds of nonsense you know, sure. but we have to take solace in that, that in doing what's good for us, what we feel mm-hmm. like is going to allow us to be the people that we've seen ourselves to become. True. It's just a price to pay. Yeah. But you personally, I don't want you to ever feel like, like, because you're 30 and because you have a business that, yo, you're just beginning. You don't even know. True. You, do, you get. I just feel everything comes at the right time. At the right and time. I've never feel pressured. Well, I've felt pressured to get married, but personally, mm. I've never pressured myself on yeah. anything like that. So yeah, and think of it like this, right? This is the universe's way of asking you, how badly do you want it? You think you want to be an independent woman? You think you want to have a business and be doing what kind of? Well, thing? I take myself as my own assets. Yeah. So what I always tell people is, um, they should preserve and enhance their own assets mm, which is mm. literally yourself you should take the chance and be the change mm. basically as long as you take yourself as an asset then you can go extra mile mm. to actually enhance yourself that is the truth yeah. that is it like once you see yourself as the number one you know mm-hmm. hey i love it so you said you're looking forward to, to 2020 why is that um so the truth is 2019 has been amazing yeah yeah oh wow it's well i've had my own share of rubs and highs naturally uh kicks and sides Mm -hmm. the tumbles Mm -hmm. the high and lows Mm -hmm. but i feel in 2018 i set a target for myself and I was so proud of me in 2019 because I feel I even exceeded the goal I set for myself. Mm, so mm. I feel, well, I was even underestimating what I could do. Mm. So now I feel the need to set higher standards for 2020. Yeah. Physically, emotionally, psychologically. Financially. Financially. Like, there's a whole lot you can do out there. Your business, changing lives, your personal growth, and all of that. So, Mm. I'm really looking forward to all the changes I'm going to make in 2020. And, yeah, looking forward to a bigger and better Ahlam. I feel you. I feel you. I feel like anyone who's listening to this, you know, you know that she runs Derma RX Signature. And knowing this story, like knowing, you know, what it, what it takes, mm-hmm. 
I feel like if I'm listening to this, I want to support you even more. Do you get? True. You got that kind of thing. Like, I feel like I can connect, I can relate. You know, that um, you're really taking on a challenge. And that's really what life is. Life gives everyone weird challenges. Yours has to, happens to be your family and society. You know, other people have physical challenges where you don't have legs, but you have to do something with it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, you know, we always, life just gives us random shit that at first it seems like it's the worst thing in the world. Like, it's only us. Do you get But yeah. I think if you just see that, man, this is my cross to bear. And if I just have it, face it with the right just attitude. Just own it. Just own it. And yeah. then believe in the process that this challenge will, you know, build me, build you, mm-hmm. and bring more blessings. That's that's the only way True. to look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, 2020. I'm also looking forward to 2020 as well, actually. I feel like 2020 yeah. is a very, very special year. I think um, I can feel it in my bones. And 2019 was also good for me as well. And it just brought us together. True. Towards the end. Do you get... <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't... Like, when I started this year, I didn't imagine that, you know, a lot of things have happened in this last few months would have happened. But True. here we are. So I'm trying to, like, ride that energy in you know, 2020. So, um... Ahlam, what would, you, what would you like to say? One last thing you would like to say to anyone who's listening. Man, woman, baby, child, spirit, whoever is involved in this conversation, what do you want to leave them with? Okay, first, as I earlier said, one thing I want you to know is you are your own asset. Mm. So you should um, preserve and enhance your asset, which is yourself. Yeah. You should take the chance and be the change. Uh, secondly, nothing good comes easy. Mm. So I feel when I say this, I have three words in mind, fast, cheap, and good. Mm. So you never have all three in one package. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's either you have something good and you get it fast, or you have something cheap, which is good, but you can never have something that is cheap, which is really good, and you get it very fast. So you have to be patient with the process, mm. uh, trusting yourself and putting your best, mm, mm, basically. Mm. Are you hearing that, people? Ahlam, thank you for coming on. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you um, for having me. It's an amazing cause, and I'm yeah. so uh, happy to be a part of it. Yes. And yes. I look forward to us doing greater things together Same in the here. coming year. Same here. This is this is in the history is now. This episode, you're gonna look back at, at this. Maybe who knows? By 2030, hmm. ten years after this, you're gonna maybe we'll be talking and I'll refer you to what you said in this, and then you know you you feel it. So um, thank you again for coming on. Mm-hmm. Do check out what, what's um, the Instagram for for your business? Dama RX Signature. Yeah. So do check out Dama RX Signature and your personal page. Ahlam Base. Base. How do you spell that? b-a-y-z b-a-y-z one word right yeah one word all right so you heard it first rodney ahlam out this is the young god if you like this episode don't forget to subscribe share and follow me on ig at the young god pod and on Twitter at I am the young god. Slide in my DMs anytime, send me a message, comment on my post, and I'll be happy to hear from you. I'll respond. 
and let's build a community of people who are just doing the most, trying to be better, working on excellence, and are just dope, yo. From one god to another, Rodney out. This episode is brought to you by Derma RX Signature. Love the skin you're in.